What is up, you guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Chicken Noodle Scoop. I'm Lexi, and it's just me this week. I am doing a solo advice episode for you guys. Gabby thought it would be a good idea if we did some big sister advice, and then she has a special episode planned for you guys next week, all catered to things that she can help with. Orders up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. You guys know the drill if you've listened to the podcast before. However, if you are new, welcome. This is the Chicken Noodle Scoop podcast. I am Lexi, the older sister of the two. Gabby, my younger sister, is not on this podcast today, but if you are new, we have plenty of episodes together that you can start with. Or if you want to listen to a solo episode, stay a while. Welcome. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk about my weekly scoop. It's a little segment we do where I talk about what's going on this week. So this past week for me was very stressful and like weirdly emotional. Um, I'm in sort of a funk, I'm not gonna lie. Between tests ramping up and quarantine still happening and it being very cold and very gloomy. I read an article that was like Buffalo was the number three gloomiest city in the United States. Like it's just so dark, so gloomy, so blah. Um, It's taken a toll on me and my mental health, that is for sure. But on a positive note, I've been loving my morning routine. I finally got into a routine waking up early enjoying my morning before I have to leave and go to school or start online classes so that has been one positive from this week but we had three exams and three quizzes last week so I just did a lot of studying and I just feel like very tired in all aspects of the word I guess very mentally tired emotionally tired physically tired um so yeah had a little bit of a funk emotionally just felt very like what is going on what am I doing when is this like period of crappiness gonna end I'm sure you guys can relate I did put up a post on my Instagram today and so many of you guys are commenting being like thank you for talking about this I thought it was like I was alone in this and you are not alone if you're listening and you feel like you are in a slump right now I think there's a lot of us in that boat so It's going to be okay. We're going to come out stronger on the other end and quite literally the sun will come out hopefully soon because (laughs) I don't know if I can handle another cloudy gloomy day in Buffalo, New York. However, this week I do have only one exam, I believe, and a lighter schedule this week. So hopefully we can have a good week, you know, feel inspired, get back on that motivation train that I was on a little bit ago um, and get back on track. But moving on, the next segment of the podcast is the flavor of the week, and it's just me this week. So my flavor of the week is actually at-home acai bowls. So I am a huge smoothie bowl fan. However, I do think they are just like insanely overpriced everywhere. They're just very expensive in my opinion. So at the grocery store, I got some frozen fruit and some toppings. So basically, I'll break it down for you guys what I've been putting in my smoothie bowls at home. In the blender, I do a frozen fruit medley, whatever you have. So for me, it's like a mixed berry frozen fruit bag from Trader Joe's. I'll put in a banana. I will add frozen strawberries if I have them. And then a little bit of whatever kind of milk you want, almond milk, oat milk, dairy milk, whatever you want, just a little bit so that it's not too watery, but it still blends up. And then you'll get a very nice thick consistency. And then on top, this is the key. The toppings is the key. I like to do dark chocolate chips. They make the entire bowl. One or two big scoops of peanut butter. 
coconut flakes and granola so the granola that i've been loving recently is like blueberry and flaxseed or something but whatever granola you prefer whatever floats your boat whatever meets your loaf I have been loving smoothie bowls and I forgot how easy they are to make at home. I just got lazy and what I like to do is blend up like a bunch and then put the leftover smoothies into mason jars and put them in the freezer and then you just have to put them in the microwave for like 45 seconds when you want to eat a smoothie bowl. So highly, highly recommend if you haven't had one in a while and you like them, make a smoothie bowl. It is like the most, it's great too because it's filling, it's healthy, it tastes like you're having a sweet treat even though it's not that bad for you. So that is my flavor of the week. <laughs> All right, you guys, let's jump right into the episode. I asked you over on our Instagram, chicken noodle underscore scoop, a couple of days ago, what you wanted advice on. And you guys did not disappoint. There are a lot of topics. So we're going to jump right in. And I handpicked either the topics that were most requested because there are a few that were requested like a bunch of times. And also ones that I actually feel I can give advice on. Something I've, you know, gone through myself or something that, you know, a friend has gone through, whatever, something that I feel qualified, I guess, to give advice on, something I've personally gone through or dealt with. So I do want to make a disclaimer. Obviously, like any of our advice episodes, we are not professionals by any means. And if there is something that is very seriously bothering you, take your mental health seriously, go to therapy. We are both big proponents on therapy. And yeah, I just wanted to make that disclaimer so that if I give you advice and it doesn't work out, you don't come, um, running for me because I am not a pro. This is just what I would give if you guys came to me as a little sister or a friend. Okay, first topic. Someone said, how to live with your partner fairly when you have different incomes. I think this is really, really tough, especially if it's more on the newer side of living together where you guys haven't talked about incomes or paying bills or splitting finances and all of that. Money can be a very touchy topic with a lot of people. I think it comes down to just honest communication though. And for example, Sean and I, when we first moved in, he was making more than me because I'm in school and he felt totally comfortable paying like a little bit extra every month so that I could pay a little bit less than half every month. And then now that we're in our new place and we both have, you know, similar jobs, incomes, things like that, we both split everything 50 50 the rent the utilities things like that but I think just having an honest conversation um and you know just being very communicative with your partner is what it takes to get past any struggle but especially dealing with finances and different incomes when you live together because that can be very tough and I think it's something to remember too when you know you are going through something like this just remember how would you want it to be approached on the other side and because like I said finances jobs everything can change so you know at one point you might be more comfortable paying more and another time your partner may be more comfortable paying more and that goes with meals too if you feel like you know your partner's been paying for dinner a bunch and you want to treat them you know offer to pay things like that I think just being honest and treating somebody how you would want to be treated and approaching it with a kind manner next a lot of questions about self-confidence and loving yourself and learning to love yourself and we do have like a whole episode on this specifically when it comes to body positivity and things like that with Chelsea Curtis so I would highly suggest checking that out she's a health coach and has a lot of good tips but as far as self-confidence in general I always say if you're in a moment where you're feeling insecure or you're not feeling confident about yourself immediately think of three things that you love about yourself or that others love about you and you know, that can be something as simple as 
I like how my hair holds curl or I like that I can make people laugh or I like my smile. I like my nails. Literally anything, just words of affirmation and telling yourself what you love about yourself in hard times is going to make all of the difference. And aside from that, even when you're not going through hard times, still tell yourself those affirmations and things you love about yourself on a regular basis because the more you hear it especially from yourself the more it's going to stick in your mind and the more you're going to remember those things in the hard times I always say treat yourself how you would treat you know a friend or a loved one if your sister or best friend came to you and said I'm not feeling great about myself you wouldn't be like oh well yeah you you are ugly and you do suck like no but why do we talk about ourselves like that it's you know what I mean like Why do we feel comfortable putting ourselves down when we would never do that to somebody we love? Like you need to give yourself the same love that you would give somebody else. So just be kind to yourself. And, you know, if you're not feeling your physical appearance that day, because we all we all have our things. Okay, we all have our issues and things that we don't love about ourselves. Just think of things internally that you love about yourself, because anybody listening right now you are unique and you are beautiful in your own way okay remember that so there is something out there that you love about yourself and that others love about you so think about that and it doesn't have to be physical or maybe one day you are feeling yourself take a picture of yourself and feel good about it and when you're not feeling good look at that picture and be like dang no I do look good and I do feel good in this so self-love and self-confidence just starts little by little every day until eventually you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, wow, I'm so proud of the person that I've become. And I think one thing to stray away from is if you're not feeling good about yourself, don't go on social media for validation. Don't look to others for validation. Don't go on social media to compare yourself because those things will just make it worse. Um, I find that a lot of times people will look for validation in others and then when they don't get it it becomes a very toxic cycle of constantly needing that in other people and it needs to come from within or you're never going to be truly happy you can have a million people tell you you look pretty today and if you don't feel pretty you're not going to feel pretty so no matter what really try to find that from within yourself and like I said make a list of things you love about yourself and on a day where you're not feeling great look at that list okay I feel like I'm talking so fast. This is so hard by myself. I don't know how solo podcasters do this all the time, but I'm going to try to take a deep breath and slow things down. (laughs) Next topic says, moving on from a relationship and how to get over your ex. This is hard and I, it's tough for me to give advice because every situation and every person is different, but some blanket tips and like general advice that I would give in this situation is to feel your feels. Don't try to ignore them. I definitely think it's important to feel all of those feelings in the moment and just know that time heals everything and it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to wake up tomorrow a whole new woman and completely over your ex. It's just not how it is and that's okay. There's a reason that it didn't work out and just sort of remember that and focus on yourself in this time and what makes you happy and become the best version of yourself because when you are single, even if it's right after a relationship, there is no better time to focus on you than when you have nobody else to take care of like being single is your time to truly become the best version of yourself love yourself accomplish goals that you couldn't do in a relationship and just really focus on what makes you happy 
And I think a lot of times people romanticize a relationship when they're out of it and compare everything to that relationship. And you just need to remember that things happen for a reason and obviously that relationship was not meant to be. And there is someone better out there for you. But in the meantime, don't go searching for that right now. Just focus on you. Do things that make you happy. Reach out to your girlfriends or guy friends, just any family, anybody that's there to support you. And start doing things that you enjoy just for you. Also, I know it's tough with social media and everything or if you see this person on a regular basis, but I always say out of sight, out of mind is just a, a good mindset to have. You don't have to like block this person on everything and make it a very toxic thing. But if you need to mute their posts, if you need to unfollow them, just be very honest and say, listen, I'm trying to get over you. I'm just moving on from this relationship and don't force yourself to look at things that make you upset and think about that person and tell people in your life too. don't be afraid to be like, listen, please do not update me with what he or she is doing. Like, I don't want to hear that because I think sometimes people think even if it's like, oh, something bad happened to them or like, oh, they're struggling. Like, you don't want to hear anything about your ex in the moment. And I think sometimes people forget that. So just don't be afraid to tell people in your life like, hi hello yes that relationship is over and I would like to just focus on me so please don't bring it up things like that but go out with your friends well not go out because of the pandemic but hang out with your friends watch rom-coms eat ice cream you know try a new workout class get into painting find a new hobby there's so many doors open like yes the relationship door is closed when you are going through a breakup but so many doors open during that time and I think the most amount of self-growth happens in those times of heartbreak when you are single and getting over somebody because all you have to focus on is yourself so take advantage of that and go get them sister all right next topic college study tips so again I do feel like this varies from person to person everybody studies and learns very differently but for me I have always been the type to find that I do best when I study over a long period of time and, you know, a little bit more every day so that I'm not getting burnt out. I find that if I try to cram two days before a test, I can't get through like more than two hours of studying the same material before I'm like, oh my gosh, this needs to stop. But then I'm too close to the test that I can't stop. So I'm just in a bad mood. Things like that. You get what I'm saying. But so what I like to do depending on the class is figure out what a good time frame is for me and my schedule to start making a study guide. I like to narrow down my notes into a study guide and then study just off of that because I find that a lot of classes have like a million PowerPoints and it overwhelms me to go through like eight million separate PowerPoints. So I like to condense those onto one like Word document or a piece of paper or whatever you like to use and just sort of summarize like the most important points, highlight it, organize it, make it cute, whatever you need to get through the studying phase and just tackle a little bit day by day. A lot of classes, for example, for me, I do like the one week rule. So a week out from the test, I'll make the study guide. And then that way I can study a little bit day by day in case something comes up. I'm not scrambling to be like, oh no, I have to study. It gives me more freedom to do other things leading up to a test also. And then I find by the time it's the day before the test, I feel like I know most of the material and I'm just sort of like honing in on like little details that I don't know. So that for me is what I like to do. I learn best from listening in class and trying to take notes and then summarizing it later into a more like well-written study guide and rewriting it. That's just me. I know a lot of classmates of mine will 
listen to the re-recorded lectures a couple days before the class and that's what they find because they're listening to it it's more fresh in their head so whatever find what works best for you try out a different couple different like study techniques if that's what it takes um I say just explore different options and see what you like to do and then once you find what you like it's great because you know it's the same template for every class you just have to sort of change it up based on what you're studying um for me also I am the kind of person that if I have no distraction going on and I'm just sitting in silence studying I get burnt out very quickly and I reach for my phone or I start to eat when I'm bored and just like look around pick up my nails things like that so what I like to do is I like to put on just either just something familiar in the background so when I was an undergrad and I used to study in the library I would put on either a movie I've seen before on my laptop with headphones or I'd listen to like instrumental songs like Disney instrumentals or just whatever music you like some people like classical like those lo-fi study beats whatever you find just to have something so that you're not just sitting in silence going crazy it makes it more enjoyable it makes it so you can last longer when you study at least for me so I like to put on the Harry Potter movies because I've seen them enough that I don't need to actually pay attention to them but it's background noise that keeps me enjoyed and not stressed out and just miserable the whole time I'm studying or music a lot of people like to study to music whatever you want to do but just finding that balance between not sitting on your phone. Also, I set app limits for myself so that I'm not sitting on Instagram scrolling aimlessly all day. So my Instagram app comes up and is like, hey, you've hit your limit and I put it away. Another thing I've been doing recently is just flipping my phone upside down and just like putting it out of reach because if not, I'm just, I'm fully addicted to my phone. I'm realizing now more than ever. So I'll just pick it up and then not even know why I picked it up or opened an app. So yeah. I need to like lock it away, put it away, whatever you, whatever it takes to get the studying done, okay? All right. You guys want to know, a couple different people said, how do you find your style? Where do you get outfit inspo? Things like that. So I truly feel like I am still trying to find like my so-called style. I feel like it ranges from all over the place. But my absolute favorite thing to look for as far as fashion inspiration, outfit inspiration is Pinterest. Go on Pinterest, make yourself a an outfit board. And the great thing about Pinterest is it recommends similar things that you like. So it's curated perfectly to you. And there are so many good Pinterest outfits out there that you can find inspo from celebrities, influencers, or even just like stores. Even now we're using Pinterest, so you can find products directly off of there. And then once I sort of have a Pinterest board of outfits that I'm loving right now I'll look at that if I'm shopping or even if I'm just trying to put an outfit together with clothes that I already have and I'll get inspiration from my saved pins so that it's already there for me and I can sort of pull directly from that and then if you are looking to find clothing as far as like finding actual new clothes that you don't already own I like to use Pinterest to get like a baseline of what I like and then make a list of sort of like items I quote unquote need like staples that I can use across different outfits and then I like to find sort of dupes for the expensive ones so you can go on websites such as Revolve I mean they have Super Down which is a brand that's relatively affordable but a lot of their other brands are super expensive um, and go on like those expensive brand websites find the clothes that are in style and then find dupes for them on websites such as zara or you know asos misguided things like that so i like to find expensive items but because your girl's a broke student right now i then like to find a more affordable version of that a lot of those brands will take 
the expensive items and obviously they're not going to be the same quality i'm not saying that at all but if it's an item that you're going to wear for a while and you can't afford expensive items that is my biggest tip is just look for it because i guarantee you those cheaper brands that are more affordable are going to have the same items like a week later another thing i love to do especially because clothes come back in style years and years and years later so go thrift shopping i haven't done this in a while and i really really want to especially for like house and home decor style finds you can flip so many things from a salvation army and make it look like something from cb2 or you know pottery barn things like that restoration hardware so pinterest is another great thing and thrift shopping those are my two i think style tips that I have for you and as far as finding your style just sort of find things that you like on yourself for me I'm like there's certain trends that I just don't like like certain things that just don't look good on my body that I just don't love and that's okay but there are other trends like claw clips and flared pants like find things that you like and look in the trends for them and you'll find styles and things like that but don't just blindly copy someone's style if it doesn't work for you because if you buy those items you will never wear them if you don't feel good in them so only buy items that you feel like will work for your body type your style and that you'll feel confident in and I guarantee you'll wear those items so much more okay switching gears a little bit we had some questions on finding a job or internship especially during the pandemic And I do think this is a really, really hard time to be graduating, looking for a job, looking for an internship just because of the pandemic. Certain companies aren't taking on internships or new hires right now. And it's also hard to travel to find these opportunities. So I'm going to give you some tips. Number one, intern queen and career queen on Instagram, any social media, YouTube, they're all over. Phenomenal opportunities for college students. They're constantly posting about internships available, jobs available, and they have services that you can use to help find whatever you're specifically looking for. Also, career services at your school, great resource. So many people do not use that, and I think it's awesome for building your resume, learning how to write a resume, cover letter, things like that. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Another one is LinkedIn. I don't really use LinkedIn as much just because I'm not really in the career path that uses LinkedIn I guess I just recently got on there but it's great to find people in your field or that work for your dream company because you can actually directly reach out to them and you can also see like where they went to school what they were involved with kind of their background so you can get inspired on what paths to take if you want you know the same job they have also with the pandemic yes it's hard right now because it's online but a lot of resources are opening up to online platforms so if you don't live somewhere where you're looking for an internship or job you are now able to possibly work remote or even find those opportunities online a lot of companies are realizing how important it is to be connected to the internet and use social media and things like that because with the pandemic that was kind of their only option so don't be afraid to literally just look up certain people and reach out to them i don't think it's weird at all to reach out to somebody like for example 
I get DMs all the time from people that are pre-dental, you know, asking me about dental school in general and the application process and things like that. And I do not find it weird whatsoever when people reach out to me for that. So I guarantee if you're trying to reach out to somebody for whatever job or internship opportunity that you're looking for, they're going to be willing to help you. And if not, oh well, at least you asked. Like the worst that's going to happen is they're just not going to answer you or they're going to say no. And I just think that that's a very rare possibility. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You know, send your resume to somebody and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. Here's my resume. I'm really interested in this job or internship. And I think putting yourself out there and taking that initiative on your own and sort of creating that path for yourself stands out so much to employers and things like that, that it is just so worth it. Because like I said, the downside is that they don't answer or they say no. Like there's like there's really no negative to this. So don't be afraid to reach out. Put yourself out there. Send emails. Reach out to people on the internet that you know have that job or have worked at that company. And sort of network. Talk to people in your own life that you know. And like I said, just put yourself out there. Because it goes a long way. And companies love to see people that are taking the initiative on their own. And not just sitting back and waiting for an opportunity to fall in your lap. Okay, dealing with mean girls, friendships, getting away from toxic friends, dealing with people that get under your skin and your friend group, all of the questions relating to that. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know Gabby always jokes about how I was bullied and I had all these troubles with friends, especially in middle school, and how she didn't experience that. So she felt that it would be great, and I agree totally if I touched on this a little bit because we get questions like this all the time. We do have an entire episode on toxic friendships. If you want more in-depth guidance, advice, or like you want to listen to topics just solely based on that, check that episode out. But it is tough, especially when there's like one person in your friend group that you just don't vibe with and other people do, or they purposely try to get under your skin. I would say you can't control other people, so always remember that. You can only control one person, and that is yourself. So don't be afraid to, you know, if you're going to be miserable going out with a group of people or doing a certain thing, like just stay home. There's nothing wrong with just being like, hey guys, I'm going to sit this one out. If you know you won't have fun, don't put yourself through it just because you feel like you have to. And my number one advice for any sort of toxic friendship, relationship, coworker, roommate, whatever, is just to be honest and communicate and approach it from a way of this is how I feel and not in a blaming way because it is human nature that if somebody comes at you and starts blaming you for something you're going to get defensive and the conversation is going to go nowhere so my therapist always told me focus it with I feel statements instead of you do this or you you know whatever but making friends is freaking tough especially when you're an adult it only gets harder but it may seem like because you're in an environment such as middle school high school even college that you can't get away from these people but you totally can it's never too late to start a new friendship with someone so I would just say don't put up with things that make you miserable even if it's like one friend in a larger friend group just sort of try to distance yourself and focus on what makes you happy instead of like dwelling on the negative because the more you put energy into that person and what they're doing the less happy you're going to be on your own So I hope that made sense. But like I said, if you want more information on that topic specifically, go check out our episode that we did solely on toxic friendships and things like that. Uh, This next one, being motivated in quarantine. Great question. Couldn't tell you because I am the least motivated I've ever been in my whole life. Um, I would say find things that you enjoy doing inside, I guess. So 
For example, working out, I was a huge workout class person. I loved hot yoga classes, power yoga, spin classes. And when the pandemic hit, even now it's just different. It's not the same. You can't just easily sign up for a class and go with a bunch of people and it's the same environment and things like that. So I had to find ways to work out at home that I enjoyed. So at first that was like just finding YouTube videos online and doing like strength body weight classes in my living room or outside when it was warm. And then we got a spin bike at home and that has been great. But just finding what you enjoy doing. For example, we are trying to eat healthy and that is very tough in quarantine, especially because you just feel like unmotivated, I guess, to do anything, at least for me. But something that we love, we've been trying like meal kit delivery services and that's a great way to enjoy healthy meals and not feel like a drag. So just try new things because there are options, things to do in quarantine, some things that you can do to work on yourself. Um, Maybe, you know, if fitness just isn't working out right now, like I said, go to the kitchen, try to find healthy recipes that you enjoy, start cooking or start meditating if it's mentally something you want to work on and stay motivated. Uh, The Headspace app is great if you're trying to start meditating. There's online therapy options, things like that, but motivation has to come from within If someone else is telling you to eat healthy or things like that, it's not going to stick as well as if you genuinely want to do something. So write down like your why. Why do you want to work out? Why do you want to get healthier? Why do you want to eat healthy? Why do you want to, you know, drink more water? Things like that. And just sort of write down how you feel when you do those things and reference that list. If you can't tell, I'm a big list person, but if you write it down, You can always go back to it and sort of remember that feeling when you're not in the mood to do something and find somebody to help keep you accountable. I know I said the motivation has to come from you, but if there's someone else, like for example, Sean and I like to keep each other accountable with working out, eating healthy, it's all about balance. Give yourself the break and just find somebody to help you stay on that track. Someone that cares about you and loves you and isn't going to do it in, you know, a mean, malicious kind of naggy way. Next topic, dealing with me and mother-in-laws. I am very blessed. I do not have this problem. I love Sean's mom and his family in general, but I have had experiences in the past where maybe I don't get along as well with my significant other's family. Um, so I guess my advice is one, be very open and honest with your partner about it because ultimately it's their family. They'll be able to make more of a difference with these people than you will. But just sort of open up and say, hey, I'm feeling this way. You know, I'm not loving the way I feel when this happens or when your mom does this, whatever. And be honest. And if like the main thing is that support has to come from your partner because like I said, it's their family. And if they support you and are able to help you through it, they're able to talk to their family and sort of give you any advice that you need as well as back you up if something goes wrong and you feel alone and things like that. But it can be tough. Like I said, I'm very blessed that I don't have this issue, but I know a lot of people out there do, and it's not an easy thing to navigate because when you're dating somebody, their family becomes your family after a while, and so it can be tough if someone on their side doesn't like you or vice versa. It's not an easy thing, but like I said, the biggest piece of advice I have for that is confide in your partner and get that support from him or her because they will ultimately know what's best and be able to back you up. Okay, next, living in a toxic household but you can't move out yet. What do I do? So, 
this is really, really hard, especially if you're in college and you have a roommate or even you're in your own, you know, private apartment and there's a landlord that you guys have signed a lease and you can't move out. There should always be some sort of sacred space for you. So whether that's your bedroom or just somewhere in the house or the apartment or and I know it's harder in a dorm because you don't really have your own space, but somewhere that feels safe and feels like home to you, I recommend like spending time there and figuring out ways that you can sort of live your own life just coexisting with those people I would say be honest open communicate try to hash out any problems that you're having but I know that that's not always the case because you can't control other people and their actions and how they communicate so it is really hard and I have gone through this I would say just try to find support outside of where you live and spend time I don't want to say like never come home and don't spend time at your own home because it's your space too you're paying for it you're you know living there also so don't just like give in and let somebody else like take over the space but find times when nobody else is home that you can sort of just sit relax and be by yourself and if that's harder and you're in a situation where you don't really have that space it sucks and it's hard and living with people is like one of the most difficult challenges I feel like people go through around like their late teens and early 20s but just try to get through it focus on things that make you happy you know if you got to put in headphones and just watch something on your computer or go to your room and just spend time in there just try anything you can to get through it call friends call family go visit people that you can get out and you know do things outside of your apartment or your house but as far as trying to move out early, you can always try to find somebody to sublease and take over your lease. Or sometimes landlords will let you just like move out without your security deposit. It totally depends on the situation. If you're in college, reach out to your RA because if it's a really bad toxic situation, a lot of times they'll let you move dorms or sort of like come in and mediate the problem. So don't be afraid to reach out for help. And I wish you the best because this is a very tough situation. All right, couple more. How to self-improve and work on yourself, but you don't know where to start. I totally get what you're saying. You sort of feel like you're in a funk or a slump, but you don't know exactly what's wrong. So I say, take a step back, sit in silence and like really think like, okay, what do I want to work on? What am I not happy with in my life or within myself right now? And sort of tackle it like one step at a time. You're not going to become a whole new person with a whole new life and, you know, routines and new place you're living, new job, things like that overnight. Like you can't make those changes right away. And I get that that can be difficult, especially during the pandemic right now. But just focus on little things that you can do to improve yourself, your life, your space, whatever you're trying to improve on to work on yourself. So whether that's getting up 35 minutes to an hour early and, you know, having a coffee in the morning and reading or watching a show that you enjoy and then finding a workout that you love and you know like I said finding recipes that you like that are healthier just figure out exactly what you're unhappy with and start improving little by little it's not going to happen overnight it's going to take a lot of work highly recommend therapy for any self-improvement even if you don't have a single thing like on the top of your head that you want to work on but you just know you want to work on yourself and that you're unhappy 10 out of 10 recommend some sort of therapy it's the best okay 
I'm going to do one more and then end with it here. But if you guys have any more questions, feel free to reach out either on the Chicken Noodle Scoop Instagram or directly to me. We can chat and I can definitely do a part two episode as well. But the last thing I want to talk about is figuring out your major in college or figuring out your career, your life path, things like that. So I feel like I've talked about this before, but sort of like shadow and like observe different career paths and talk to people in those careers that you're interested in and see like what I really enjoy this on a day-to-day basis. Is this something that, you know, I can do in my current situation or that I'm interested in learning more about? And don't be afraid to change your mind. It's okay to not know what you're doing and just want to explore a bunch of different options right now. Some people change careers like midway through their life. So know that it's never too late to pursue something that you really want to do. But as far as like how to figure out your major and things like that, focus on what you want to accomplish outside of school when you are done, specifically talking for people in college that are trying to figure out what to do and sort of ask people like what did they major in and what classes would help me do this and the internet is an amazing resource it has literally everything you can think of there are websites where people have forums where they literally talk about like their favorite classes and where they go to school and what they did to prepare for you know xyz grad school medical school dental school things like that and like i said before just reach out to people it's totally okay to ask somebody like hey you know, I see you do this career. What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And just do research. And like I said, explore, shadow those careers. But what you want to do is really observe what the day-to-day life is like in that job and kind of work backwards from there. If you decide what you want to do, it's a lot easier to pick a major to do that. Or you know what? If you don't know what career you want, but you know what you enjoy, major in something around that. And then the career will come later. It's just sort of figure it out explore it's okay to go into college and not have a freaking clue what you're doing a lot of people are like that a lot of people change majors like I said a lot of people change careers and that's okay but just explore try things out you know look at your strengths what are you good at there's like also career quizzes online that you can take that you know talk about you go on you put your strengths what you enjoy doing and it kind of gives you a career based on that however I took that in high school for a class and it gave me lifeguard I'm not going to be a lifeguard, so I don't know how great those careers actually are, but you understand what I'm saying. Explore and just do some research. Talk to people in that career field and find a mentor. All right, you guys, I have been talking for almost 40 minutes and I'm sick of my own voice, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to reach out to us and give us your thoughts. We always chat on the chicken noodle underscore scoop Instagram page for the podcast. We love hearing from you guys and talking on there, whether it's through DMs or comments. Feel free to reach out to us. We love chatting and connecting with you guys. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, that's the best place to leave them as well. And if you're feeling generous, go ahead and head to the Apple Podcast app. Leave us a rating and review. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Share the podcast on your Instagram story. We are so appreciative when you guys, you know, talk to each other about the podcast because it raises awareness about the podcast and it gets more listeners. So we're able to bring cool brands, deals, guests, things like that your way. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of Chicken Noodle Scoop. Bye.